0: Hey everybody, this is Todd. I'm Scott. This is Gavin. And I'm Craig.
1: Welcome to episode one hundred six of the Major's Mess Talk podcast. I am Craig, and tonight, fucking, okay and the hosts are Gav and Todd. And there's no hey. sign of Scott because, yet
2: again, he's fucked off. Yeah, we, Scott's uh, Scott's. The, the weird thing was, <laughs> this happens every time we record. Now we we talk about why Scott's not here, but it's funny. He hates it. We're going to carry on doing it. So basically, I had, I have mentioned that we were going. I wanted us to record tonight. Was everybody free? Straight away, Todd. Yeah, I'm free. Craig. Yeah, I'm free. Scott says. Um, Bear in mind, this was are you free Saturday night? Scott's response was, I'm going to a funeral on Saturday day. And that was it. So he he was busy today, and and he's I didn't say what he was doing tonight. So. Um, here we are. Maybe it's well, just he's a really long recovering funeral. Recovering from the funeral. Yeah, he's recovering from the funeral. It's emotional. Maybe so. Yeah. He also did go out and buy a puppy today as well because he's. Yeah. There's a picture of a small dog, um, which is nice because his the the dog that Scott had, um, the one that he he's got six dogs, but the one that he had from, the longest that was his dog passed away, a couple of months ago, and uh, it's nice to see that he's moving forward. So, uh, yeah, that's excellent. But yeah, so Scott's not here, so it's just us three. Coveboy did say he was going to stop by, so here's what's going to happen, because I don't know where the fuck he's gone. Um, In case you don't know who Coveboy is, he is a rapper from Newfoundland, Canada, and he comes on.
0: professional spoon musician.
2: Professional spoonist, we'll call him. (laughs) He comes on periodically, um, and he joins us for a chat, uh, and he's fantastic. We love him and uh, he hasn't been on for a while. He said he's gonna come on tonight. I don't know where he is, so we're gonna wait and see. It's late where Craig is, because Craig is in the UK. Um, so we're gonna see how it goes. <clears throat> we might let Craig go and replace him with Bertie if Craig doesn't want to stick around, which is fine. Or we might just call the fucking end to an ep- the episode before Bertie even arrives, so we just don't know. <laughs> we're also gonna call Scott and see where he is. I thought that will be a fun little game to play. So at some point, we will be phoning his cell phone to see where he is. Where um, the fuck is Scott
0: Powers? Yes. Probably the same place the t-shirts are.
2: Well, actually, that, you know what? You've just brought us nicely into that section of the podcast. So let's play Where Are The T-Shirts. Where are the t-shirts? We don't know. Are they in the post now? We don't know. Have they been ordered? We don't
0: know. Let's go and ask Scott Hopo.
2: Bear. right so, okay so this is a segment where <laughs> basically i have to explain this every time over a year ago so we'll say may 2008 scott promised two of our most loyal listeners a free majors or t-shirts each i don't know why he did it but he did i was against it from day one because i thought one you're unreliable two shouldn't really be giving away free shit when we're just starting out because we can't really afford to but you know that doesn't mean i don't love you guys i just i don't think we're in a position to give away free stuff anyway he says no let me handle it it's all down to me and over a year later we're now in november 2019 two of our loyal listeners are both pissed off because they're still waiting for their free t-shirt which scott also signed our names to so he didn't say that it was just from him he said it was from all of us so i feel like it's it's my fault as well so what we do now is every episode. We put the question to scott where are the t-shirts now as you well know scott isn't here at the moment we will be asking him when we, if we do get him on the phone where the t-shirts are but just for an update for everybody else if you listen to not our last episode but the episode before we asked and <laughs> um, we basically set him up and he blamed his wife for why he didn't have the t-shirt and we ended up i told his wife and said scott's blaming you she said you've turned his room upside down he doesn't know where the t-shirts are And she got pissed off, and she came down, ransacked his room, smashed up a load of glass or whatever, and found the T-shirts. So as far as I know, the T-shirts have been relocated. And she told me that she was going to make sure that the T-shirts were mailed. Now, whether that means she's going to kick his arse into gear to send them or she's going to send them, I don't know. But the T-shirts apparently are going to be on their way soon. It's a little bit annoying because I think... I think it was this may just gone. Me and Craig actually offered to buy the t-shirts. We said to Scott, "We're going to give you a, jail, a get out of jail free card now. You can pass it to us now, and we will buy the t-shirts. Or you can turn it down, and you still get the t-shirts." And he goes, "No, man, let me get them. I said, I get them. I'm going to get them." And people are still waiting. <laughs> so, and there's no excuse. They're sitting in his house. Why hasn't he? Why? Why hasn't he sent them? What do you two think do you of want this to shit? For it? Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Is it, what you know? What do you think, Todd? I think he's a
0: cheapskate. <laughs> it's going to cost like eight bucks to send them to Canada. And uh, cause it can't be that much international shipping, for fuck's sake. No. I mean, it's not like they're, they're extremely heavy package. It's a goddamn T-shirt.
2: So It's funny, when I was with him in, in May, apparently he had the T-shirts then. And when I got back to Canada, he said, Oh, man, I had the T-shirts here, man. You know, I, if I would remembered, remember, I would have given them. Uh, what I want to give you Michelle's because Michelle, who's one of our listeners, who's been promised a t shirt, she lives here. And I said, to Scott, well that's no good because it's not my t shirt to send. So don't rely on me <laughs> saying you're going to pass it to me and expect me to hand deliver it. You said you were going to send it to her. And Dave doesn't live any. He's the other person. Dave doesn't live anywhere near me, so he also lives in Canada. So he should have thought about this. And Scott picked them as well. Why don't you think he- we've got listeners that live near where Scott lives? Why didn't he pick them? Why has he picked two people that don't even live in the same country as him? He's a bloody moron. It's just beyond the joke now. Like, he gets pissed when I bring this up on the podcast, but, like, come on, there's people waiting. It's like, right. it's not even funny anymore. Like, what are you doing? Do you know Like, I would be embarrassed. I'd be I'd feel so rude. And I'd know full well that how annoying I am. I would know full well, I'd better get these sent because Gav's going to not let this drop. And he just still hasn't done it. Because it's podcast related, he doesn't give two shits. <laughs>
0: They're going to be fucking antiques by the time he gets around to sending them. He'll be oh. like 50 years old and somebody's going to be sitting out. there and all of a sudden the mailman's going to knock on the door and be like, hey, here's the fucking t-shirts from 30 years ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. Fucking yeah, vintage. guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was it stinks of him with those breath and
2: sweat all over it. <laughs> 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 right, right. Let's move on from that, let's just uh, let's have a quick update on what we've been doing. Um, I've got quite a, an ordeal. I can explain what I've been going through, but uh, I'm going to let these two go first because chances are they've done nothing. So, <laughs> 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 Craig. Wow,
0: you know me so well.
2: W- what have you done, Craig? Uh, <laughs> I
1: went for like um, a drive. me made Dave on Thursday before work. Yeah, the little bite to eat and then he dropped me off at of work and that was it. So nothing then? A <laughs> little well, something, but not much.
0: <laughs> That's Dad, good. what have you done? Well, uh, it's been windy in the great state of Maine recently. And thanks to the wind with my job, uh, I am a, 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 a field technician for a cable company and thanks to the fucking wind and all the goddamn trees in Maine, it took a bunch of lines down, so for the last two weeks I've been fucking busting a nut trying to hang new lines for everybody. So I've been pretty busy with work. So still going to the gym. It's not nearly and, uh, as fun
2: though, is it when you when you you know, when you hear I've been getting blown at work, it's not really the kind of blown you want no, to.
0: No. <laughs> it's dangerous because I'm up on a ladder when I'm getting blown. <laughs> <laughs> put a little flare into it
2: <laughs> oh right well i have i have actually just recently had surgery done and it's not major surgery it's it's, it's routine surgery but i have my gallbladder taken out and i know that uh, todd's wife heather has had, had this done so todd knows now
0: did they did they do the uh laparoscopic surgery yeah to take yours out yeah, oh,
2: okay yeah this out here so
0: just had three little holes and pull it right out
2: it was four on me four little holes okay yeah, uh-huh. so you know, it, it started two months ago. I, st- I was having pain, and like it would normally happen. It happened about seven times in two months, and it would normally happen in the nighttime. I'd wake up, and it would feel like I had trapped wind underneath my rib cage, and it just wouldn't go. And it was really bad. You know, like when you've eaten a load of food, and it it, it feels like indigestion, but it's bad. It's really bad, and it would last mm-hmm. for anywhere from like an hour or two to like eight hours, and. Jesus. you know the eight hour ones were like well, they were the last couple that I had like they were like a whole fucking day of it and the last few I had what happened after I'd eaten and I'd, I went to work it was on uh, on the God, what day was it it was on the Monday and I went to work and i I had a bowl of cereal and I had the pain and it it was getting worse and worse and worse and I managed to get from six thirty till to twelve thirty like lunch time basically I managed to push push it until the afternoon. And I went and said to my boss, I'm going to have to go to see the medical center and work and talk to the nurse, I said, because I really don't feel right. <clears throat> and I was worrying, I was thinking like, am I having a heart attack? Because when you look at the symptoms of a heart attack, they're quite similar to the symptoms of gall- of gallstones, which is what I had. But I didn't know what it was, so I was just panicked. So I went to health, the health center, and the nurse basically advised me to go, go to the emergency, because you, know, you get seen a lot quicker if you do that. And ironically, I had an appointment to see my doctor that day about it, but... I completely skipped that and went straight to A&E uh, emergency. And um, and I mean, it's long story short, it was that was a waste of time because they thought I was having a panic attack because I was in that much pain. I was actually crying and couldn't breathe because every time I'd take a breath in, I couldn't take a full breath because it, that you could feel it like in my abdomen. You could It really was, it was bad. It was really bad. So they thought I was having a panic attack because I was like heavy breathing and I was crying. And I, was, I, I was worried. I was really worried about what was going on so anyway these, waited there for hours he sent me home said it was panic attack wouldn't give me anything for it which pissed me off so went home the pain came back went straight back again a few hours later I had to do the whole thing again and uh, managed to see a doctor and a doctor told me that um, I needed a scan he said it probably is from what you've told me it's gallstones so here's a piece of paper go home here's some painkillers come back tomorrow and get a scan done you'll find out tomorrow what it is this was on the Wednesday now so I was like okay I'll do that so <clears throat> went home, went to sleep. It was like four 4.30 in the morning. This is on a Tuesday, sorry, 4.30 in the morning, Tuesday. Went to sleep um, and then I'm so confused with me days, but just bear with me while I explain it. And then when I woke up on the Wednesday, I looked in the mirror and I was yellow. Like I looked like Homer. You, you, Craig, you work in a hospital. <laughs> you must have seen people that are fucking yellow walking around with their livers fucked. yeah yeah Yeah, so i I wasn't quite that bad but i was i was yellow it was a shade of fucking yellow. So you're like
0: jaundice and your billy rubin was down yes
2: it's exactly what it was i was jaundice so um, and and it's a symptom like it is a symptom of gallstones i wasn't too worried because i was like oh it's it's, the doctor said it was gallstones this is a symptom like my pee was really dark as well like it was like almost orange and i was like yeah it was it was fucking dark like it was like you know, it looked like... I'm looking at... Uh, like trailer a pa- and or Like Trailer Park Boys Liquor Mins. That's what it looked like. Look... <laughs> <laughs> it well, I'm looking at it, but that's how dark it was. It was like whiskey. So, uh, again, a symptom. So I wasn't too worried. So then I went in, I got my scan done. And I was dressed for work because I thought, I'm going to get my scan. They're going to tell me what's going on. They'll tell me it's gallstones. I'll get booked in in a day or two to get it removed. Like I did when I had kidney stones, which was a fucking nightmare. So... So I thought, yeah, I'm going to work. And then he were like, yeah, okay. So we're, we're, we've we we looked at your scan. He told me they looked at it and said, there's no stones that are showing up, but there's polyps and there's uh, sludge in your gallbladder and they can also cause problems. So uh, it, it, we are going to take it out. He said, but we can't take it out today and we can't we might not be able to take it out tomorrow um, or Friday. They said, so you might have to stay over the weekend. And I was like, you see, you're going to keep me in hospital for four days. And they were like, "Yeah." I said, "I can't even go home." And they were like, "No, we're gonna, we want to. We want to monitor you. We want to take your blood. You want to. want you, You've gone yellow. Like you can't. We're not going to send you home. Like you're not well." I was like, "What the fuck?" And I got upset. And Dina was upset. We were like, "What the fuck's going on? Like you're keeping me in hospital. This is crazy for four days." Like, and I felt okay at this point. I wasn't in any pain. And it's funny because before I went to the hospital, we went to the grocery store, and while I was in there, I was having pain again. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the pain disappeared instantly. It was the weirdest thing. Normally when the pain goes, it goes over the course of time, you know, over an hour or so, the pain gets a little bit less and less until it it clears away. This time, it just fucking went instantly. So strange. And I think it's because I had a stone and the doctor agrees with me. I think I had a stone that was blocking my, um, one of the, uh, oh God, what's it called? One of the bile ducts, basically. And that's what turned me yellow. And then when the pain disappeared, my symptoms over the next course of the next two days started to improve, the yellow started to go away, my pee re- re- returned to the proper color, it should be. And my bloods, because they took my bloods, they could see that me, uh, my uh, liver enzymes were up. And <clears throat> they kept taking me blood, I got pricked so many fucking times. <laughs> and, um, and, and they could see my bloods were improving, so I was doing better and better, but they said, you still need to have this taken out. So, of course, Halloween was on the Friday, and I really wanted to see the kids, you know, I want to take the kids out and go around. So I asked them. And we also had an episode due to drop as well. So this is the stupid this is how stupid I am. But I asked if we could come home to do um, Halloween with the kids. And they said, Okay, well, we're gonna give you the day pass so you can go home, have Halloween with the kids, come straight back. Like go, take a couple of hours and come back. I said, okay, yeah. So we did Halloween and then I spent three hours editing the podcast. Because it needed to go out and I was like, I want to do this because once I've had the surgery, I might not be in any frame of mind to do it. And it was the BB Mac interview and they, they were just about to start their tour. And I promised the the publicist that I was going to have it out in time before the tour, tour kicked off. So I got that edited. So that was funny because I came home and I still had a fucking IV in. And I'm fucking sitting there editing the podcast with a fucking IV, and it was just, stu- it was stupid, really, but got that done. And That's I, fucking dedication. Well, I made sure I rubbed it into Scott, who's got no dedication whatsoever, half the time. So I took a photograph of my arm in the shot with the fucking screen of the computer with the editing thing, and I was like, just to show you my dedication, I'm, I'm editing this. And even he was like, oh, you're fucking stupid. So, so anyway, so I did that and I went back in, and then I had so many doctors coming and saying different things to me. One doctor was like, we think it's uh, hepatitis. And I was like, fucking hell, hepatitis. Like that could be hepatitis A, B, or C. I was like, C is fucking bad. And they were like, yeah, well, uh, C is bad, but uh, you know, there's even there's even treatment for C these days. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm starting to get scared now. I was thinking to myself, I'm going to need a new fucking liver. Because do- another doctor had looked at me scan and gone, there's no stone there. So we don't know if it is that now. And I'm like, oh, you, you, you're joking me. And it was only afterwards I spoke to the surgeon that did the surgery, and he, and he said, "No, no, it's, it, it definitely is, and from what you tell us, the likelihood is you did pass a stone, and that's what was blocking and made you turn yellow, and which is why you're now not yellow anymore." So anyway, I got got it removed on uh, what day was it? Sorry, Halloween was on the Thursday. Okay, so I got it removed the day after, on the Friday. And uh, yeah, I'm doing all right now, but it was it was scary. I was scared at the time because I didn't know what it was.
0: Well, yeah, anytime you got a, a something that's when your body don't feel right and you get pains and you go in and they, and even a doctor look at you go well geez i don't know it could be this could be that then you're like fuck i got something and even the doctors don't know like, yeah you know.
2: yeah yeah basically that's what it felt like that's what it felt like it felt like they were playing fucking you've seen the tv show house that's what it felt like that they were doing that <laughs> well
0: it's not lupus <laughs>
2: yeah exactly yeah I got, I got put in a fucking i got put in like didn't even have a room for me he put me in a Craig, you know the on ward 31 in the hospital, it's like a day room with all chairs and, t- and a TV. Yeah, and yeah. That was like my room. They put me in a room on my own which was lovely because I didn't have to be with anyone else which was fine. And uh, this is like, you know, the few days before the surgery, so I was in this room on my own. The TV I didn't have to pay for which was great. That was all free. Uh, Cuz I don't know about in the states, but in the UK and Canada you have got got to pay for your TV. You just basically get a little card and you top it up and watch whatever you want. It's not that expensive, but you have to pay for it. So uh, I didn't have to pay, so that was nice. But it wasn't a proper bed. It was like a stretcher. It was shit. But it was okay. And then and then once I had the surgery, they had to put me in a proper bay then. So they moved someone out one of the, ro- the bays and put me in. But I was next to this woman who had dementia and a fucking flatulence problem. So she's <laughs> sitting there talking in her sleep all night, snoring her head off and farting. And I was just like, oh, this is doing me. head This is fucking really annoying me. You know? So I had to sleep with headphones on because I couldn't sleep. But no, it was, it was fine, the surgery, the, the, the team that did the surgery were amazing, because I was really nervous, I always get nervous when they put you under, because you know do something to put you under, I don't like that. And then I knew they were going to be cutting me open, even though it was only laparoscopic, so it wasn't like major incisions, it's just little ones. But I was nervous, and I let them know that, and they were really accommodating, and I honestly can't praise the, the team that did it enough, because they were just fantastic. And since then, I've been fine, and people told me, including you, Todd, that, once you've had this done, you need to watch your diet because, you know, you'll find that greasy or fatty foods will really like. Oh, yeah. You know, will you will need to be close to a bathroom basically. They'll you... go right through you. But they're not though. I'm actually doing okay.
0: Well, with with my wife with Heather, when she had her gallbladder out, she was fine for like the first couple months. Oh, okay. But like now, if we eat, if she eats anything greasy or fatty. <laughs> like literally if we're at a restaurant and i look at her and say i need to stop at walmart on the way home she's like the fuck you do or you need to get home yeah and i'm (laughs) just like oh okay too good to shit in walmart okay and it's like we got to come home and and she'll blow the fucking toilet up and then
2: (laughs) you know and she's fine then so
0: and then she's fine. It's just, it, I I think that's what the gallbladder helps to do, is to uh, process fatty
2: foods. It does. That's exactly so. what. That's exactly what it does. Like yeah. it, it takes. So
0: if you have it out, then your body can't process that. So all that fat content just goes right through you. Yes. It just you know fucking lubes up the water slide and what? right out it goes. So. Yeah.
2: yeah that's it's true yeah that's exactly what it does i'm not a doctor but that's my layman term for it but i mentioned it to the doctor i said you know people are telling me i have to be careful what i eat now and she said no your diet will stay the same she said you don't have to worry about that and she's right like because even that you know with heather like your diet can't stay the same you just need to be aware that you know what you eat you know might want to come out a bit sooner than than planned. but it's not it's not that you can't eat it you just have to be aware that you might need to be near a bathroom you know right. sooner rather than later kind of thing so but I, so far i've been okay so well good yeah i'm, I'm glad
0: got, that you made a speedy recovery
2: yeah well thank you to you as well because like you were you were really good to, you were you know texting me about it and talking to me which you know it was horrible being in the hospital but having me friends to talk to was great and scott was amazing as well uh scott kept fucking asking me like every few hours like any progress what's going on and he scott doesn't understand that the healthcare system here it's not like the U.S. because the U.S., as you know, doesn't have a healthcare system. Basically, it's not you know like we have one that's it's free. So you do have to wait. There is a wait time. You can't just come in and get stuff because you're not paying for it. Well, you are. It's taking out your taxes, but right. you know, it's not the same. And it's not amazing. There is you know you can also pay to have it privately, like the U.S. if you want. But you know we have this, and it's I, I love it. It's like the U.K. and I'm trying to explain that to Scott. He's like, oh, if you were here, they would have done it by now. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm well, not fucking there, am because-
0: I? The huge difference in, in the states is that all what he ain't telling you is all depends on what classification of insurance you have. If you got a good job and you got d- good insurance, they treat you like a fucking king because they know, oh, geez, I'm going to get paid top dollar and it's going to be quick. But if you got uh, no insurance or, or cheap-ass insurance or shit insurance, if you're on, like, the state uh, Medicaid or something or Medicare, um, they're going to look at you and go, eh, fuck it, he can die. You know, well, whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah you know it takes them forever to get their money so they're they're going to treat you like a second class citizen which the healthcare system where my wife works in it uh, i see that aspect of it um and it's just you know it's it's sad that the fucking insurance companies pretty much run healthcare right now and like the doctor's hands are even tied they'll go to do something for a patient and the insurance company will call and say no we won't uh we won't clear that you have to try this first and even though you know it's not going to work you still have to do this and then that's prove terrible. that that's not going to work and then we'll pay for this procedure and it's like who the fuck uh, I, I wish i had balls big enough so i could look at a doctor who went through med school and like no no i'm sitting in an office and i've never practiced medicine but i know more about it than you do
2: yeah it's, you know it's, just it's,
0: <laughs> it it's, blows my fucking
2: mind it's scary but, you know it's like like you say if you because i've mentioned it to some u.s folk before and they, they're like Oh, you know, it's all good. I've got, I've got insurance, so we're fine. And I like, yeah, but you're fine. But there's just fucking homeless people out there that need operations, and they can't have it because they don't have insurance. It's just, right. It's, it's just not fair. It's a, it would. It's nice to have the option, is what I'm saying. Like we have the best of both worlds. We can pay to have a private if you want. Like the UK healthcare system, the NA, the National Health Service, the NHS, they've saved my mum's life three times from cancer. So I've I've got nothing but good things to say about them. You know, and it's and it's in jeopardy at the moment, and I'm hoping that you know it's, it's it's saved and you know they continue to have that over there. But you know, Canada's is you know if it, it is what it is. You know, it's not amazing. It could be better. You know, it's like anything; you can make improvements. But I would much rather have it than not have it.
0: Right, and like you say, it's, it's taken out of your tax. You pay a little more tax to have it, but you still everybody has it. Yeah, you know, in Canada, so it's not like you're looking at somebody and say, "Jesus, I'd like to help you," but you're homeless, so you know, here's a cardboard box under a bridge. Go die. Well, like,
2: I, you know? like I don't know if you remember, <laughs> but like when 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 Heather had it, like she obviously had to pay out of pocket to have that removed, didn't she? Was it expensive?
0: Uh, let's let me think. Um, we were living in Ohio at the time with my parents. So it was expensive. We were we made payments on it. Yeah. Crazy. it was an expensive surgery yeah yeah
2: <laughs> and it's routine really was hard well.
0: time and I didn't have insurance and but the doctor did it like you say it was phenomenal he went in with the with the laser the laparoscopic and a couple hours it was out she was fine and we were back on the men but yeah but the the hospital she we had to go it was like a week-long process she was going like every day because our son was just born Evan and she kept going in and saying look I keep having these pains and they kept saying Oh, you have this. Oh, it's just that. But but then again, it, it's Blennis Memorial Hospital that we were going to, which was is notorious, a horrible hospital in Ohio. It's it's one of the few hospitals when Hillary Clinton was running for president, she actually named that hospital while she was on her campaign as O'Blenis Memorial Hospital that, like, killed somebody because of the, of the malpractice. Wow. So, and I'm like, geez, I, that's where I was born. I, I'm, I'm proud. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thank god i made it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's you know it's it, the 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 healthcare system in the states is fucked but uh, you know you can't afford
2: to get sick basically yeah oh it's just fucking shame but yeah
0: here we but are how anyway. do they do it how do they do it in the uk is it like a they you have universal health care there do they take it like a tax thing or is it funded by a a it's big a, corporation, or no? What? It's a
2: tax thing. You pay, you, you pay it in your, you know, in you, your taxes, basically. This is a little bit better because medication is included, whereas Canada, it's not. You've got to pay for your meds yourself. Whereas the UK, it's but, covered.
0: I assume the meds are probably cheaper in Canada though than they are here.
2: I would have guessed so. I don't know
0: because that's one of the things that they're trying to pass now with healthcare: is um, take away the restriction of having medication come from canada and other countries
2: well it's it um to help
0: get the cost down
2: all i know is if like if you're if you're a diabetic and you live in the u.s it's fucking ridiculously expensive and that to me is not fair because the person didn't choose to have diabetes you you're born with it you know what i mean right and the fucking yeah people the insulin, are diabetic the cost of insulin is ridiculous. like
0: 600 bucks yeah. yeah it's 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 ridiculous but like you're literally you're paying, paying kind of to live there and say I can either starve to death or get my my medication. Yes, you know, I mean, it's wrong. if you have to make that kind of decision, I don't see how someone ethically can be sitting in an office somewhere and going, "Yeah, that's okay. Uh, raise the fucking rates of that." Yeah, like you know. But again, I'm not in that industry, so if we have any listeners that are insurance people, I don't want to be bashing you, but your your industry sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, right okay so let's move on from that anyway but I'm, I'm doing alright now anyway I'm back on track but as you can tell I Good. have got a sore throat which uh, I think I probably picked up while I was in there which is just the way it fucking goes um, but yeah right. I'm not too bad anyway I think it's time we lightened up the uh, the atmosphere a little bit and let Craig speak we do have a story time with Craig now this is a story that Todd has found for you Craig so yeah he, beauty. he figured that you would really enjoy reading this one out so um, let's go I I have not I've not heard this story before. I haven't read it, but I'm going to send it to you now. Like I say even though I haven't read it, so um, it's on its way over Craig. But uh, but yeah, this is a uh, story time with Craig. Story time with Craig. So just read it Craig. Don't moan about it. Just get through it. One thing I will ask you to do Craig is is speak loud and clear, okay uh, don't a lot of the time you mumble through it like you'll be like um the James man went up the stairs seen a woman turn around was not bothered. <laughs> then he jumped off and ran away anyway try to give it a little bit more enthusiasm, all right you, what you got. okay yeah just uh, you, you have to zoom in because it's quite small, but you can read it once you zoom in. Fucking hell, I'm not reading all that.
0: It's a short story, it's small, it'll take you like two
2: minutes. It oh, just, it's just fucking too long. It looks like a lot, mate, but it's not. It's a quick read. Right, what's it called?
1: I'm trying to zoom in. <laughs> can't make it any fucking bigger.
2: I knew he was going to flip when he's seen it, like from a distance. <laughs> it, it looks big, but it's not. It's a bit <clears throat> tiny.
1: Right. The happy tr- the, the happy little tree. Never heard of it. <laughs> okay, when, who's it when by? Robert Ross. It's okay. the Bob Ross, is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think so. The happy little tree by Robert Ross. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, it's it the laugh, man. Still got stitches <laughs> in.
0: Oh shit! You're in trouble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Once upon a time, there lived a happy little tree in a massive forest. He was happy, but began to look around at all the other trees and noticed most of them was was much longer and thicker than his short, skinny trunk. (laughs) He began to feel bad and said, I wish I was long and thick and big like the other trees in the forest. I wish I wasn't too short and stubby. (laughs) Just then, a fairy came flying through the forest. He saw the sad little tree and stopped. My my name is Fritz, and I'm a magical fairy. Why are you so sad? Said the magic fairy. The little tree looked at the fairy and said, I'm tired of looking at all the other bigger trees in the forest. I'm being too short and skinny. I wish I was long and thick like the other massive trunks. See where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> the fairy said, well, I can grant you your wish, but be careful because you may not like the result. The little tree said, go ahead. I want to be big, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Just then the fairy pulled pulled out his sparkling wand and waved it in front of the tree with a big poof <laughs> the tree grew much taller than all the other trees and his girth more than doubled as he was now the longest and thickest tree in the forest he was so happy all of a sudden a big storm came along and began to blow the tree wildly <laughs> His new mass was hard to control and it began to sway in the wind and his big branches cracked. Just then a large cloud rolled in above him and a big bolt of lightning came striking down and split his massive shaft in half. (laughs) He began to scream and cry. The fairy said, I told you to be careful about your wish. Now your shaft is broken and burning Would you like me to change your back, change you back to your original size? (sighs) I'm missing this. It's almost over. The little tree said, Yes, please return me to my little stubby size. With a wave of his wand, the fairy sprinkled dust on the tree's trunk and he shriveled up to his original size. The little tree became relived and thanked the fairy he stood proud in the forest once again and was happy with his modest size he realised that the other trees had protected him from the elements and he smiled as he heard the other hardwood crack and break around him (laughs) moral of the story is you don't have to have the longest or thickest shaft in the forest to be happy, just stand erect and be proud of the wood that you have. The end
3: story time with Craig,
2: <laughs> Excellency. That, that was not a bad. beautiful
0: story.
1: I oh, know. Yeah. It's a good
2: <laughs> It's a good mo- did you come away with anything from that, dear Craig? Just glad that I just done it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, a happy little tree by Robert Roller. Is
0: a great moral? Just just be happy with the shaft you got.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like I need to include sound effects for that one, like a thunder going on. Fucking fairy boy, dust sound yeah, 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 effect. Like... Yeah, boy, <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
1: No, I don't listen to the podcast, but have you done anything like that with the others?
2: No, not not yet. Because normally you're mumbling and we're laughing too much, whereas that one, he didn't oh. mumble. He was very loud and clear, and it was a long story. Like it was longer than the others, so it's maybe I will with that one. I think it'd be funny.
0: It wasn't too too long though. And you did a good job of reading it, so
2: Right, from, yeah, from one happy little tree by Robert Ross. From one happy little tree to the next, should we try and call Scott, see where he is?
0: <laughs> yeah, might as well.
3: Your call has been forwarded to an automatic no. voice.
2: Oh, let's leave a message.
3: Three, zero, Who's going to leave it, seven, me or you, Todd? Not available. At the tone, you start it, I'll finish. Your when you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options.
2: Hey Scott, this is uh, Barry here. I-, I got your number off uh, John from the Mad Hatters. Uh I I'm uh I'm one of the hip hop artists. Uh we got a gig there on the twenty uh, first, man, of November. I got told uh you the guy to talk to about picking me up from the airport, man. Apparently you got a big limousine. Uh yeah, if you can uh Give me a call back man I'd be absolutely amazing we can hopefully set something up and I can let you listen to some of my stuff it's a duet between me and my uh, cousin Josh here
0: Oh uh, yeah man uh, just uh, when you get this message uh, get in contact with us so we can set something up man and uh we'll uh we'll, we'll be rocking yeah cuz we hear you're a stage manager and you can hook us up with some good booze and stuff
2: Okay man I got, we got to go now anyway for kind of talking a little bit like you but yeah, uh, okay, man. What? We'll see you soon, okay? Thanks, man. I forgot what my name was, but I'll see you soon. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's obviously he's gonna know that was us at the end. But I don't. I think maybe to be, at the beginning of that, he's gonna he's gonna be like, oh, who's this? I've got to pick someone up. <laughs>
0: Getting
2: all excited. Ah, oh, we got another live one. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> For fuck's sake. Man. Look at those fucking guys, man. <laughs> um anyway, let I've got a clip I want to play here by a comedian called K. Trevor Wilson. Now this clip This was <laughs> this was found earlier by Todd and Todd Todd sent it to me and it's so funny. It's funny anyway, but it's funny because I am gonna to let Todd explain this now. Don't obviously don't explain the joke completely, but just tell me what you told me before I listen to it.
0: Well, I I happened to be watching this clip. Um, I found it on Facebook, but for some reason when I shared it on Facebook, it wouldn't share. So I had to send Gavin the information and he had to look it up on YouTube. But uh, this guy started off a little slow. I thought, all right. But then it came to a, a section where it just hit close to home and I started laughing so hard I was in tears. Um, so I immediately thought of my good buddy Gavin there and said, Oh geez, you got to check this clip out. You, you'll, you'll know why I'm laughing and tearing up, um, as soon as you hear it. So I'm sure it's the section that he's talking about is, is, um, uh, the one he's going to play and, and, uh, you, you'll probably be able to deduce from listening to it yourselves why exactly it cracked me to fuck up so much.
2: Yeah. We're just going to play it and then we'll discuss it afterwards. So, Craig, have a listen to this. You you don't really like comedy very much, Craig, so you probably won't laugh. But I think you'll, you'll get a kick because you know the person that uh, this, this is uh, aimed at, basically. So, check this out.
3: I am single and I know what you're thinking. You're looking at me and you're thinking, shouldn't this guy be in an arena somewhere losing to a more popular wrestler? <laughs> true. I have that look about me. I look like the guy that never won on Saturday afternoon. You remember that guy. He didn't have a theme song or a nickname. He was just standing there in the ring when they came back from a commercial break. That's how you knew he was gonna lose every week. He He was already there. Already in the ring, weighing in at 275 pounds from Robbinsdale, Minnesota, Scott. <laughs> you knew. You knew the next person through those curtains was kicking the shit out of Scott. he was gonna pick scott up and drop him on his brain and then give him the classic wrestling finishing maneuver which is a move that always looks really simple but scott will pretend it's the worst thing that's ever happened ever (laughs) no not the heart punch how do you survive a punch directly to the heart Scott never had a chiseled physique or a tan because Scott had a day job because he wasn't very good at this, he usually did stuff like unloading furniture at the brick or maybe he'd bounce at a sports bar if it was busy, he'd always have to put up with rude and inane questions and comments from strangers and coworkers. Stuff like, hey, what are you doing back at work so fast? I thought King Kong Bundy broke all your ribs. (laughs) (laughs) Or, hey, when the million-dollar man choked you out and his bodyguard put five dollars in your mouth, did they let you keep that after the show? Or, I don't really watch wrestling, but my nephew says you're fucking terrible. (laughs) And I look like
2: him. Oh, God. It just tickled me because, you know, for you guys that don't know, Scott, who's our other host, he he does um, what would you call it, like amateur wrestling?
0: It's uh, independent circuit professional wrestling. Same thing I used to do yeah. on a different territory.
2: <laughs> yeah, so basically Scott does that. He did retire for a while, but he's picked it back up again recently, and uh, he takes it very seriously. Um, and I, I've never seen him have an actual... We've watched a few matches, haven't we, Craig, of Scott's, like online? I remember watching one of them, yeah. And what What do you think?
1: Well, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I've seen a few. I just didn't. I just, I don't know. It's, it's just the way, it, the way it was. It looked like it was in a, like a church or so, like a school or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, you've got like those kids playing around and I
2: don't know. It just didn't look professional. I don't know. I mean, you probably have to see Todd would know better than we do because we, do, we don't, we're not into that thing. So maybe you have to be into it to get it. But like, I, I don't get the whole thing. I used to watch wrestling when I was a kid. And you know it's it's still it's still okay today. I don't have a problem with wrestling at all, but um, it's obviously all predetermined like they know who's gonna win, but like and Todd will openly tell you that like you know he knows this is what happens, but Scott's very <laughs> like he won't even though he knows we know that you know it's determined who's gonna win. he will never tell you, so you can be talking to him right up until before he goes out, and he won't tell you if he's gonna win or not, like he takes it very seriously, like he knows. And he, he acts, he's in character, and he plays it right through to the end, which I suppose is a good thing. But it's just funny because he does take it so serious. And don't get me wrong, there is a risk involved. You can always injure yourself. Scott's injured himself loads of times doing it. So it is. That aspect of it's very real. But, uh, you know, it's obviously the winners and losers are chosen beforehand. and and uh,
0: Yeah, the, the way I used to describe it, <clears throat> um, when people would ask me about it, when they would say it was fake, I, I would not necessarily get offended, but I'd say, well, it's, it's scripted and predetermined and it's basically like, uh, going to see a play uh, only it's more physical, obviously, but it's just entertainment. You're telling a story in the ring with your body. So that's basically (laughs) what the concept is. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm very, very open and, and foretelling, especially to friends, close friends, because, um, someone that I'm not too close with I'd probably more like Scott with and and not really give details but you guys are, are good friends of mine so if you ask me I'll, I'll come right out and tell you like oh yeah this is this is how we used to plan it this is because I ran my own promotion for four years and um so with that I, I was the person that booked the guys and determined who won and and um, who was the champion and all this stuff so it's it basically came down I wrote all the storylines and and determined all the,
2: the outcomes. So, oh, so you were very involved with that kind of thing then?
0: <laughs> yes, I, I actually had my own company and, and promoted <clears throat> and and did it. And then I also wrestled too, but uh, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun, but very demanding on the body, um, especially when at that level, it's not like WWE where everybody's in decent shape and cares about what kind of shape they're in and how they look. So, they're, you know, you one night you may wrestle some guy that's, five, seven and 180 pounds. And the next night you might be in there with some guy that's six, five and 340 pounds and never worked out a day in his life. And you know, automatically that this guy is not going to be very athletic and he's probably going to trip and fall on you and hurt you, which usually happened. So, (laughs) so, I mean, you know, you just had to kind of assess the risk and be like, okay, this is how we're going to do it tonight. Okay. Whatever. So.
2: Yeah. And Scott, like Scott does it I don't think it's all the time but he could even be doing it tonight although he normally does say when he's wrestling but um, yeah I don't know where he is I think when he when he said he was busy I think he was going to get this dog so I don't know
0: I think so I think he just wanted quiet time with the puppy get it acclimated to the to the house and to the the new
2: scenery and probably so something that's been the topic of discussion amongst um me and a few people i'm I say a few people i'm literally talking like two people is uh you know on our, our facebook page is doing very well at the moment and we post certain things on that page and not everybody's gonna like you know it's, some of it can be a bit um you know we can put we post funny things we post things that could be seen as controversial you know a uh, couple sometimes it's political posts but and it's all humor it's all satire it's not like you know it's not supposed to be like, oh, we dislike this person, so we're gonna make fun of them. It's just if it's funny and we it makes me laugh or it makes us laugh, we post it. <clears throat> but we we posted a few religious ones so the other day, which <laughs> we didn't get any complaints from. Like everybody liked them. Like they weren't. I, I guess they they were probably could we could could be considered as blasphemous. But, um, you know, I'm an atheist, so it's not, it's not something that I'm passionate it about. Was,
0: it was my fault I started it because I sent you the first one and said, check this shit out. I know you'll appreciate it. Yeah, And yeah. you did.
2: Basically, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, like none, of us, none of us are particularly religious. I, I don't know. To me, and I just wonder what your guys' opinion on it is, is that to me, it's like it's our page. We should be able to post what we want and not be censored. You know like we shouldn't really let anyone else control what we post you know what i mean like it's not racist or anything like that it's nothing that bad it's just basic humor basically and like humor itself is subjective so like some people might laugh at it at one joke and other people might not find it funny but that doesn't mean that that they're right just because they didn't laugh at it or they took offense you know if you take offense or something it doesn't mean you are right you know it's you can't give somebody offense offense is taken and, and that's kind of my outlook on it. So I, I don't know what your guys' view on that is. It's just, you know, if you don't like right. it, unfollow the page, basically.
0: Well, for, for as long as I can remember, my sense of humor hasn't changed in 45 years. I've always had a dark, sick, twisted sense of humor. I've always made jokes about shit that um, most people usually have one of two reactions to my sense of humor. People will either look at me and go, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> or they laugh. So, uh, and I, it's a fine line I've walked, like I say, for 45 years, I'm not going to change the way I am now. If I say something because I have no filter and my brain is constantly like a rapid fire machine gun, if something pops in it and I think it's funny, I say it. And then afterwards I may look back at it and go, oh geez, that was kind of, you know, uh, over the top or across the line. Or I could tell by that person's reaction, they didn't find that funny. So oops, but I'm not very apologetic. Because, again, the people that are friends of mine and and come around me and, like, follow me on Facebook and social media know the kind of shit that I post, know what to expect. So when I do, and then I get a message that says, I can't believe you posted that. I'm like, that, have you not seen, like, the other 30,000 things that I posted that was worse than that? So, um, yeah,
2: exactly. and again,
0: a lot of the stuff I post, I don't take a side on politics. I don't take a side on Necessary on religion it's it's one of those things that if i post a a joke about jesus um i look at it like well i thought it was funny it caught me off guard i posted it if if you're very devoutly religious and you're offended by that then okay but um i look at it this way if if jesus did create me then he created my sense of humor as well so he knows what to expect yeah so somebody he, he can get a good laugh out of it
2: well, well, that's it. I mean, some somebody made a point that, like, um, you know, oh, it's it's belittling people that believe in religion. And to me, it's not, because there is some... For instance, those posts that I posted, there's religious people, people that believe in Jesus Christ, and they come out and said it in the comments, like, I love Jesus, but this made me laugh. Like, so it's not... Right. Belittling somebody's, you know, faith, to me, that's, that's literally saying things like... I can't believe you believe in Jesus Christ. To me, that's the same as believing in, in, in uh, Santa Claus, like how fucking stupid you have to be. That's belittling exactly. someone. Making a joke about, you know, Jesus Christ bungee jumping off the cross. You know, although <laughs> although some people might deem that offensive and say it's blasphemy, and and, and you know, maybe it is. It's not, it's not belittling somebody's religion. It's not belittling somebody's religion in my mind. It's not. It's just a joke. If you don't want to laugh at it, don't laugh at it. If you want to take offense, take offense. But... Just don't follow the page. It's as simple as that. You know, I, I, well,
0: it's not like we're rewriting pages of the Bible and yeah. saying this is the new version, follow this. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, the book's been written, and you can interpret it whichever way you want.
2: You know, um, like, far, as far as I'm concerned, for instance, let's just take the Catholic religion. Okay, so I think that me posting the odd meme, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, Todd, but me posting the odd meme that I find funny and maybe a little bit blasphemous is probably not as bad as molestering children.
0: I would think the molestation of children is 100 times worse than a
2: Jesus joke. Exactly. Now, I'm not saying that every single priest does that, but it's proven that a lot of them do or have done in the past. So let's just keep that in mind. You know, like it's not, you know, it's a fucking joke, basically. Just laugh at it. If you don't find it funny, don't laugh. If you want to take offense, take offense. But I'm an atheist. It doesn't mean I'm a fucking devil worshiper. You know what I mean? Like I do have a heart and it's not. I think I think it's the stigmatism that comes with, pe- with people thinking that you know if you're atheist then oh you must worship the devil. So it's got nothing to do with that. It just means it's quite simple really that okay. So there's about there's roughly about five thousand different gods in this world that have been created, roughly five thousand. Okay, if you're Catholic, you believe in one of those gods. Okay, so but you you don't believe in the other, you know four thousand nine hundred ninety nine gods. Whereas basically, so you're almost you're almost as atheistic as I am, except you believe in one God more than I do. So it's the same thing. I just choose not to believe in any of them. And that's the difference right. and that's it. There's no like, oh, worships the devil and shit like that. I believe that when you die, you die. So I believe that the life that you have now, you know, it's not about, oh, you need to do good now so that you go somewhere nice when you die. It's that you need to be good now because you should be good because this is the only life that you get. And you should treat people with respect and respect them. And that's what I believe. Right. But a fucking joke on a, on a, a bloody Facebook page. <laughs> I mean, and like I say, it's right. not even that bad, the stuff we're posting. It's just funny. You know, one of them is just like little co- a conversation that's taking place, you know, at the Last Supper. And it's fucking funny. You know, you don't right. have to be a disbeliever to not find that funny. You just need a sense of humor.
0: It's not like you're disgracing the the image of Jesus. And again, you know, and you're not attacking anyone who has faith and believes in a religion. I've had this conversation with friends of mine, one of my friends in particular, who no matter how many times I tell him no thanks, every time he sees me, he invites me to church with him. And I say again, you know, I I appreciate the invite, but uh, church is not a place for me to be. And he'll say, okay, But again, he doesn't really push it on me. And I, and I don't look at him and say, well, you're stupid for going to church um, and you're wasting your time. He gets what he does out of it. I don't. So uh, I don't, you know, participate in getting dressed up on a Sunday and going and hanging out with a bunch of people and doing that. I, I can do that anywhere, anytime. And So, you know, it, it's that's the way I look at it. Like I, I would never like you say, I would never degrade somebody and say that they're stupid for having the faith that they have. Um, as long as they don't try to push it down my throat
2: yeah basically yeah, yeah. Craig what are your thoughts on this I <sighs> have not have a clue i haven't got a clue <laughs> you've seen so like you know we posted something like that offended you what would what would you do probably it. <laughs> probably not say anything at all uh, what point is that? Why change his habit, habit, of a lifetime? <laughs> 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 but, but that is a
0: good point in and of itself, though. Because with Craig, I mean, he's he's not going to run his whole day over looking at something that two seconds that he read and got offended by. He's just going to go, ah, whatever, and move occasion. on.
1: Occasionally I go on Facebook and I'll see my fucking face on something. <laughs> and I won't, I won't respond to it or reply
2: because you know, it's just, it's obviously for the podcast anyway, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know that um, Jesus's brother was called Craig? <sighs> no. Okay, well, there's a song to go with that. Let's see if I can find it here. It's by a guy called Stephen Lynch. Let's see what this is.
4: So, uh... I was, uh, I was thumbing through my uh, Bible recently <laughs> As I am wont to do And I came across a passage About a guy in the Bible I had never heard of before And I was intrigued by this In all my years and years of Bible study I had never come across this gentleman And he seemed to me relatively unknown To the public at large um, And I thought, this is a guy I could write a song about Because not only is he kind of unknown But he was kind of relatable in a way He really was. He was like an everyman. He was the kind of guy you would hang out with in in everyday life. So I wanted to write a song about him. And the best part is that he's related to someone else in the Bible, so you can kind of put him into context a little bit. So we're going to try out this song for you tonight. It goes like this. Everyone knows Jesus, the guy who healed the lame. Well, I am Jesus' brother. Craig is my name. (laughs) Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Lamb. Jesus is the Son of God. But Craig, don't give a damn <laughs> Because when Craig's inside, we'll party all damn night I don't turn water into wine, but into cold brews, night. I'm not my brother, I know, don't walk on H2O But I got hydroponic shit that me and Judas grow. I'm fucking Craig! Salome. Jesus' friends are called apostles. Those dudes are totally gay. (laughs) Jesus performs miracles from Galilee to Rome. But it would be a miracle if he brought a lady home. (laughs) Because while Jesus is praying, fucking Craig is laying. Every lady in the Testament, you know what I'm saying. I won't die for your sin, like my famous kin. But if you got a little sister, then there's room at this end. i fucking Craig. Yeah, I'm fucking Craig. Fucking Craig. Craig Christ. <laughs> Jesus was our mother's fave All her love to him she gave But there's no sibling rivalry When he's nailed to that tree yeah. And now the question for you Is not what would Jesus do But where will you be When the Craig machine comes partying through And if the Lord would allow you got to ask yourself how And who and why and when and where Is my Messiah now It's fucking crazy. Cream! Oh, fucking cray! Fucking cray! Craig Christ! Craig <laughs> Christ! Craig Christ! I'm fucking cray!
0: Really good thought, isn't it? What's That's th- exactly on
2: the line that we were discussing. What you, <laughs> yeah, what you think of that, Craig? Yeah. Even yeah. <laughs> you were laughing at that as well. Yeah, but Craig Christ, yeah. <clears throat> right. <laughs> Talking of a man who can walk on water and turns water into wine, we are joined by the one and only Bertie, a.k.a. Coveboy. He is on the line now. How's it going, my man?
5: What's up, boys? hey birdie what's happening well, time to go
2: boys <laughs> not much man we're, uh, we're actually just we're getting to the end of the episode now but we wanted to bring you on it's a shame you couldn't have come on earlier um but we wanted to bring you on to welcome you back because it's been a long time since you've been on it turns out that your skype needed to be updated and you finally got around to doing that seven months later and you're back now with us how have you been
5: I have been, well, boys. Uh, just busy with work and everything now lately, and that's about all.
2: Excellent. And what, can you tell us what, is it tomorrow or Monday? What is a special day that's coming up?
5: Uh, well, it's for Canada and United States as well. We, we can, In Canada, we consider it Remembrance Day, as in United States, they would call it as Veterans Day. That's where you would show your respect for those who served or were still serving and those who fought the good fight and fought for our country, you know, for those men and women who went over.
2: 100%. 100%. So what are you going to be doing on the day? What's, what's, have you got a job you've got to do?
5: Well, I just go every year with my Uncle Andy Tobin uh, to pay my respects and to give my two minutes of silence. As uh, Terry Kelly, the singer, would say, give your two minutes a pittance of time. It's a pittance of time to give two minutes of silence on that day. Definitely. So who are we joining with? Did we do we have Dick and Craig and Scott or who we are we joined have, by? D- tonight? D-
2: there's no Dick here at this at this party tonight.
5: Um, <laughs> we have Todd, then I'm guessing. Yeah,
2: Todd is, is correct, Todd sir. is here. Craig is here. And uh, how's it going, brother
5: Todd? What's that? How's it going, brother Todd?
0: Oh, Jesus it's going lovely. It's great to hear you again, Birdie. I missed you.
5: I missed you too, man. And how's Craig tonight?
1: Yeah, I'm alright. Oh,
5: nice to hear you your voice, Craig man. You usually don't speak much.
1: I'd rather just sit here in silence.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking
0: fucking Craig Christ. Well, Simon and Garfunkel like do, there.
5: Uh, do you know any do anyone know of anyone who are serving or who have served? Do anyone here know have anyone that are serving or who have
2: served? Scott Powers, he served, didn't he?
0: Yes, he so, was uh, a
2: veteran. Yeah, so maybe we can... uh,
5: Okay, well, we have a little poem we'd like to read out for all those who are serving and who have served.
2: And Mainly for Scott, yeah? This one's for Scott.
5: Mainly for Scott, yes.
2: Okay, so what's it called?
5: Flanders Fields.
2: Flanders Fields, okay, so whenever you're ready, Bertie.
5: In Flanders Fields, the poppies blow Between the crosses, row on row That mark our place, and in the sky The larks still bravely singing fly scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead, short days ago. We lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow. Loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break fate with us who die, we shall not sleep. Though
0: the puppies grow in Flanders
5: fields. Hens love roosters, geese love ganders. Everyone else loves Ned Flanders. That's, that's Ned Flanders. <laughs> Ned Flanders.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oakley-dokley. Dunkley
2: doo No, that was, that, that was really nice. I've always liked that one. I've always liked that, that poem. Yeah, it was very nice. Who wrote that one? Do, do we know who wrote that one?
5: John McCrane
2: wrote Flanders Fields. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if it was Wilfred Owen. You know, Wilfred Owen's actually, uh, he's buried in a cemetery that is about five minutes away from where my my parents live and where Craig's parents live. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's where he's from. And he's, he, he was a, a poet from back in the war days, if you hadn't heard of him. I'm sure you've heard of his work. Yes. Have you actually heard of him or are you just saying that?
5: No, I have actually heard a lot of his stuff on YouTube and on Google. I've seen a lot of his work, yes. He's not a pop star. No, 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 but I've seen a lot of stuff he wrote.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, that's excellent, yeah. So what's this other one you want to read out?
5: They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning we will remember them.
2: That's nice. Who who wrote that one?
5: I'm not sure. I just found it on Google, a little poem called uh, The Remembrance Day Poem.
0: It's nice because there's a song uh, that I hate country music with a fucking burning passion, but um, there is a country song that I actually like by uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus called Some Gave All. That's a beautiful song.
5: Yes, that's a a beautiful song. Yeah, that's one of my favorites by him also.
0: I uh, I, I hate the genre, but I love that song.
2: Do you sing that one, Bertie?
5: Uh not tonight, boys. But I, I just wanted to say that I'm I'm glad to be back.
2: Yeah, it's it's good to have you back. It's been you've it's, you've been gone too long.
5: Yeah, I know, man. It's been too long for me, and I, I was having trouble getting back with Skype, but now I got to figure it out with some help.
2: That's excellent. So awesome. Uh, we obviously want you to come back again, and we want you to come back for the Christmas special, uh, we're we're also hoping that the uh, Saint George's Santa Claus. Will join us again for the Christmas special
5: oh, I'm sure hes I'm sure he's up for that. I, I think he's available that day whenever you can get the Christmas special recorded let him know he, I'm sure he's ready to go
2: because he's the only one that can make Craig smile.
5: Well, <laughs> we try to get he just wants Craig to be in the podcast more to be talking more, you know showing respect to his fans that love him so much, you know to show him respect
2: right. listen, what we're going to do is very quickly. We're going to call Scott Powers one more time. We did try him earlier and we didn't get through to him. So we're going to call him again. And what we're going to do this time is um, we're going to leave a voice message, but Bertie, you're going to leave him a message. And it's important because he should be here now and he's not. So I want you to tell him off if you don't mind. So I'm going to call the number and it will say to leave a message. And when it says leave a message, you just leave him a message and tell him that he should be here and he's he's a naughty boy for not being here. Do you think you could do that yeah okay i'm gonna i'm Excellent. gonna dial him in now so it's probably he might answer if he answers feel free to tell him off live but he- the chances are <laughs> it's, it's gonna go through <laughs> to voicemail <laughs> i'm keen for,
5: for that boys i'm always done for that yeah okay right
2: salmon
5: nipples
2: yes yeah salmon nipples yes yeah. you know it he does in fact have salmon nipples so we're just we're calling him now we'll see if he answers
0: looks like two pieces of pepperoni
2: <laughs> they like to call it didn't they a uh,
0: uh, hair yeah
2: uh-huh. what the fuck was that <laughs> your call has been incorporated to an automatic voice message
3: system two six three at the tone please record your message when you have finished recording you may hang up or press one for more options
5: Yo, know, Scott you've been you're being a naughty guy for not being on this podcast to show some respect to those who served and are serving and uh, and for for not being a part of the podcast tonight was kind of disrespectful, man. You're being you're you're just being a really naughty boy this year and I think you're going to be on Santa's naughty list again this year, so you better be joining us for the Christmas special, you know what I'm saying? And all that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, fuck. That was golden. I loved it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> excellent right guys listen it's very late where craig is and craig i'm sure you're eager to get off this call now aren't you Yeah. <laughs> That's the quickest response i've ever heard yeah so uh, we are in f- what the fuck was that. <laughs> 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 Priceless, I love it. You know, we we need to get a new t shirt made with Bertie's face on it with that underneath. Boy, oy, oy, oy. <laughs> 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 right a nipples. pair of spoons on the back. What are you shouting, Bertie? <laughs> salmon
5: nipples, we miss you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta have a t shirt made of salmon nipples. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. You're the best seller ever. Right, okay, guys. So this has been episode one oh six. I've been Gavin, we've got Todd, we've got Craig, we've got Boy. Hopefully next time we record, we'll have Scott back with us. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you very much, guys, for sticking around and talking again. And to all the listeners, thanks for listening. Go to MajorsMessHall.com for your links to everything, including our merchandise. You can also go to Patreon, uh, Patreon.com forward slash MajorsMessHall if you want to help contribute towards our show. Um, thank you very much to our current patrons that we have, you guys. We'd be nothing without you. And, uh, yeah, just thanks very much for listening. And we will see you on the next episode of Major's Mess Hall. Bye. Yes, bye. Oh, Betty. bye. Bye-bye, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>